Hello, and welcome to our Yoga Hero Teachers podcast. This podcast has been created to help yoga teachers teach with passion, avoid burnout, and earn a fair living. In this episode, we're looking at how you can find your yogis. We're looking at why you would even want to find your yogis in the first place, why it benefits you and your yogis once you've found them, how to determine who your target market actually is, how to reach and connect with them, and what to do if you've done all of that and you're still struggling. The importance of finding your yogis. Knowing who your audience is can be the difference between thriving as a yoga teacher and struggling as a yoga teacher. When you know the populations that you want to work with, everything really falls into place. Things like where you should focus your learning energy, what classes you should take on, what classes you should drop, what extra studies you can aspire to do, where to focus your personal practice, etc. all become much clearer. So many times I've spoken to yoga teachers, both new and experienced, who are wanting to create a bit of direction in their career. And I've said, so who do you want to work with? And they've said, I just want to teach everyone. I just want everyone to feel welcome at my classes, which is lovely but trying to adjust and widen your offering so that you can reach everyone will mean that you reach and serve no one. Honestly, it will. Time, energy, and mental bandwidth are all limited. And I'm going to say that again because that's really important. Time, energy, and mental bandwidth are all limited. For your mental sanity, never mind the success of your yoga offering, it really makes sense to focus and refine. So how do we do that? Let's look at the process of determining and refining your ideal yogis. First of all, in an ideal world, think about Who would you work with all of the time? Think gender, age, background, yeah. But also physical state. Have you been a runner and used your physical yoga practice to avoid injury and get quicker? Or maybe for years you suffered lower back discomfort and your yoga practice changed that. Also, think mental state. Do you want to offer practical sessions for office workers who are just (laughs) seriously stressed out? Or maybe you dream of being a shining light for people in a dark depression. So when you can, i.e. not necessarily right now, take a few moments to close your eyes and daydream about who you would ideally work with day in, day out. Now, Separately to that, look at what in your background will help you work with these populations. 
For example, you might be drawn to stressed out office workers because until recently you were one. (laughs) Or you might have grown up with parents taking long runs every weekend, so you're drawn to runners. By background, I mean growing up, how, when, where, etc. I also mean any education that you've taken, any jobs you've worked, courses that you've done, books you've read, experiences you've had, etc. You'll need to share your personal experience and your personal learnings to validate why people can learn from you. So bring those to the forefront of your mind right here at this early point. And lastly, remember at this point, we're determining and refining our ideal yogis. So lastly, think about how you want to make people feel. That might seem like a repetition of what we've talked about already, but it's a level deeper really. Back to our stressed out office workers example. If you want to work with this population, you might say, well, (laughs) I want them to feel less stressed out. Yes, (laughs) but why? How do you want them to feel instead? Maybe less pulled about by things out of their control, like office politics or workload. Maybe you want them to be able to sleep better. Maybe you want them to feel more present in other parts of their lives, like when seeing family or out for drinks with friends. To recap on determining and refining your ideal yogis. First of all, daydream, wonder, focus on and introspect about who you'd work with day in, day out if you could. Then think about what in your background will help you serve this population. And lastly, have a really good think about how you want to make them feel. Considering these three things will give you your population, your market, your audience, whatever you want to call it. I'll be referring to it as your ideal yogis. To an extent, you want to think about refining your ideal yogis as much as you possibly can. If you're thinking about working with stressed out office workers, you might focus in on stressed out office workers who have young children. So you're refining it a little more. Or rather than runners, you might think about working with first time marathon runners, etc. You can always broaden your focus later on. For now, think about refining and zooming in, becoming more and more knowledgeable and becoming a go-to person for your yogis, for your audience. As part of our Yoga Hero Teachers Academy, we work through a list of questions and prompts to help you fully crystallize and understand your yogis. If you're interested in finding more out about the academy, just go to yogahero.co.uk forward slash podcast five and you'll see that there's also a special offer there for listeners of this podcast. Now, back to determining your ideal yogis. One thing that we haven't talked about yet is geography. Unless your knowledge on a subject is incredibly deep, 
and you're renowned for it, people will rarely travel more than about half an hour for a yoga session. Hold that thought. We'll be back here (laughs) in a moment. If you're really wanting to focus on teaching yoga in person, you'll want to concentrate on your locality and or on deepening your knowledge and or making yourself known as a wealth of information on your subject. Let me say that again. If you're wanting to teach yoga in person, you'll want to concentrate on your locality and or deepening your knowledge and or making yourself known as a wealth of information on your subject. So let's put that into an example. If you wanted to teach yoga in person, focusing on stressed out office workers with young kids, you'd be looking at working with offices and office workers within about 30 minutes travel. And or you'd look at deepening your knowledge So learning about how desk posture affects the systems of the body and mindset, learning more about the nervous system, etc. And lastly, you'd possibly think about the things that you can do to position yourself as an expert within this field. So maybe writing articles and posting them on like LinkedIn and Twitter, because that's where lots of office workers hang out. (laughs) Or maybe seeing if there's any conferences that you can speak at etc. Just briefly back to that 30 minute travel guideline. (laughs) This is a completely (laughs) arbitrary uh, number (laughs) and just something that I've estimated over the years I've been teaching in-person yoga. I found that if it's more than an hour's round trip for people that they just won't consider even joining you. And that's 30 minutes by however they are transporting themselves. So if you're in a city, you're going to think about 30 minutes on foot or 30 minutes by inner city public transport. But if you're more suburban or rural, you're probably considering half an hour in the car. Of course, some people will come to you like on the way home from work or while their kids are at a dance lesson across the road or on the way to the shops. (laughs) So it's no means a cut and dry rule, but it's definitely something to take into consideration. That said, of course, we're in the age of online teaching and online yoga. Online, to an extent, has the potential to greatly increase your reach. If you're promoting your offering in online spaces, a simple link to your classes can bring people straight to you. But lots of people struggle with online. They might not have the space at home. They might not have a decent connection. They might not have the hardware needed to get online. Or they might have too many distractions like kids and pets and housemates and housework, etc. So, How on earth do you know what's best to do? Research. Finding your ideal yogis. Here we go. (laughs) Here's the fun bit. Well, it is if you're a research geek. (laughs) Just taking a little sidestep for a moment. 
I've personally experienced total overwhelm when thinking how to reach an audience that I want to work with. I find it really triggers a dose of imposter syndrome in me. It makes everything that I ever knew about anything just completely fall out of my head. Plus, it gives me butterflies thinking about asking people for their help. And it brings up every reservation and hatred. (laughs) Yes, I said it, hatred, that I have about selling. I hate selling. I hate the idea of being greasy and salesy and pushing something onto someone and taking their money. But if you do this right, from the heart as well as from the head, that is not what we are doing here. Not at all. You are not going to sell even one pound worth of classes to someone who doesn't need it. Every penny you make will come from people who need what you are offering. People who will have a really positive experience from interacting with you and from people that are so grateful that they found you. So put that imposter syndrome, the reservations and the shyness to one side. I'll do it with you. We're doing it together. (laughs) You are going to help people who need you. And let me say that again, because it's just incredibly important. You are going to help people who need you. I've put this into a process to help you. So don't worry about taking notes. There's a worksheet listing the steps available from yogahero.co.uk forward slash podcast five. Step one, pretty sensible place to start if you ask me. If you have people in your existing audience that fit your ideal yogi group, talk to them. Learn about them. Where do they spend their time online and offline? What do they enjoy doing? What are their problems in life? What are their passions? All of that information will help you to find more of your ideal yogis. Step two. Go to the offline physical places where you know that your ideal yogis are. So if you want to work with office workers, go to offices. If you want to work with runners, go to a run club. If you want to work with people who are experiencing depression, maybe connect with a therapist or a GP. If you want to work with new mums, find a midwife or a labour ward or a doula. You want access to people who are or might be similar to your ideal yogis. Step three. Go to the online places that you think or know that your ideal yogis are. So office workers, like I mentioned previously, things like LinkedIn, Twitter. Runners, check out running groups on Facebook, running forums, etc. Step four, give it a Google. (laughs) Google key phrases related to your ideal yogi group. For example, stressed at work, slash running first marathon, slash dealing with depression and see what comes up. 
Are there any places where you can reach your ideal yogis there? Maybe any forums you could get involved with or any blogs that you could offer a guest blog post to. Step five, activities. What do your ideal yogis do in their spare time? Can you reach them through their online and offline hobbies and habits and activities? For example, if they tend to listen to the local radio station, maybe you could try and get on there to do a feature. Or if they read a certain newspaper or magazine, you could aid to get some editorial included in a future issue. Make a list of all of the places that your ideal yogis spend time and you start spending time there too. If you're focusing on online classes, it makes sense to focus your efforts online. But if you're focusing on in-person classes, it still makes sense to focus your time and effort online as, well, depending on your ideal yogis, it might be quite likely that they find you online, even if they come to you offline. So do spend time there, but be aware of that geographical factor that we talked about earlier on. In the worksheet for this episode, there's some suggestions in there about logging and keeping your findings so that you can revisit and update them after a certain amount of time, or if you expand your focus slightly in the future. Once you've determined, found and connected with your ideal yogis, you have a market you can share your yoga with, hopefully for a long time. If you've done these steps and your yogis aren't connecting with your offering, have some time with them to try and find the problem. Is it the wrong price? Do they need to learn to trust you? Is the language a bit off for them? Do your research. Ask, ask, ask. What's right for your yogi group? Just ask them. Most people are really happy to help. I really hope that's given you some inspiration as well as some practical tips to determining, finding and connecting with your ideal yogis. And don't forget that there's your recap and worksheet available at yogahero.com uk forward slash podcast five. In our next podcast episode, I'll break down the different ways that you can share your yoga. So along with this episode, the two will really hopefully <laughs> help you to consolidate your focus and your output and ensure that you're not wasting your valuable time and energy on things that aren't quite right for you or your ideal yogis or both. Until then, take lots of care and happy yogi finding. (laughs) 